Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Welcome to Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reber. We are joined by two-thirds of our normal group, Dominic Neely, Zach Tyler. Gentlemen, how are you? Great. Doing well. We've got a special guest tonight, Coach Aaron Wolf from Northwood. Coach Wolf, how's, how are things up in Napanee? It's good. Right now, we're not in school, and Central Indiana seems like they're doing the year-round school, but when do you I think start? I'm until the 17th. It's, it's real summer up here. Jeez. It's all right. I sat in a library all day today with no responsibilities whatsoever. I'm trying to figure out how that would be different for you, Jim. Well, different location. I was getting paid, <laughs> getting paid for it. It's the, it's the difference. It's the difference. How was the concert last night? We had a blast. Zach Brown did not disappoint. I think, right. uh, I think my favorite was is that he did some mashups, like some country mashups, doing some Pink oh, cool. Floyd. Uh, did a really good job. We had a blast. I got to see one of my college college teammates, Jared Good from Lawrence North, was was roaming the oh there you go the concert. So that was fun to see him as well. And then, uh, how close was I to get kicking get kicked out of your practice in twenty twenty? <laughs> That's how we met. Oh, I just rolled in. I mean, regionals. We're we're talking. We're twenty, maybe forty eight hours from from the world changing, the pandemic. We we still thought there was going to be a regional game, didn't we? Oh, I was gearing up, and Jim Raymer shows up in our gym, uh, unannounced, not 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 announced. At least he didn't have a note to contaminate everybody. Oh, (laughs) just. Shows up and I'm like, at first I thought he had to be a reporter, like you know what I mean. You win the sectional yes. and somebody comes. I do look like the, I do look more like a reporter time. than a basketball guy. That's for damn sure. And then he introduced himself, said he was looking at one of our players, and I was like, "All right, let's let's get this practice rolling." But uh, <laughs> was, yeah, no, was... I, I, I would I would say you were probably as close as if you did not have one of our players on your mind. Like if you could come up with any other excuse and you're there to help one of our players, it would have probably been like, yeah. somebody please show, show Mr. Reamer to the door. Yeah. I've only gotten kicked out of one <laughs> practice before. And, and coach Mitchell at North central apologized after doing it. He just he thought I was there to spy. I'm like, I'm not, nah, I don't do that. That's a long but- drive, Jim, to show, just show up. Well, Brenner, Kate Brenner's dad knew I was coming, so I at least was, at least was, I would have had some verification. And it didn't hurt that Coach Wolford knew who I was, so. That was really helpful. There was a, Coach Wolford from Goshen was there. Yeah. uh, And he was there to watch practice, and he came up. He says, no, 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 this is Coach Reamers from Indianapolis. He helps with AAU programs, uh, runs his own scouting service. And I was like, all right. Rolls. This, this should be pretty good, and then and then your personality just took over, Jim. I mean, it, it takes. I just sat. I I just sat there and did nothing for two hours. 
<laughs> and then the world stopped. This is true. It was the windiest wow. walk to my car out of a gym ever. You have nothing there to knock down the wind. It's terrible. It's 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 northern Indiana. It's farm country for sure. Dominic would know. He he knows exactly where we're at. No, Zach yeah. would know. Well, I mean, Dom, not that Dom. Yeah, that's true. Dominic would know, but Zach Zach's your neighbor. That's yeah. true. So yeah, you're you're like I think we pretty much outnumber you right now as far that's as fine. central Indiana and northern Indiana. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Zach, get this thing going. You you're the all right. Yep. This is yep. all your baby. Let's let's hit it. All right, Coach, we usually talk about uh, what summer looks like for you guys. Uh, I know you do a lot of team camps, Charlie Hughes kind of stuff. What what else do you guys get into in the summer to get prepared for basketball in the winter? Oh, it, it's changed so much. Uh, we're trying to gauge, like, if, if you have players, especially you play AAU, how many games versus how much player improvement do you need Uh Northwood is probably unique in some other situations that I was in because we don't have a YMCA. We do not have an open facility for our kids to go train at or go play in our entire, you mean, school system. And so that would probably be similar to Westview, right? Like, yeah, if the the school's not open, then where do you go? I mean, you could probably find a park, but but it would generally have to be somebody's pole building. So we open our gym every day at 11 um, and we do less attendance, but from a standpoint of the kids have somewhere to go if they want to work on their game. And so generally in the summer, it looks like if we're not in uh, a shootout or, uh, or we're going to a team camp, what we'll do is we'll, we just have what we call open gym. It's 11 to one. Uh, 11 to about 1140, our kids are in the weight room. Then they come out and probably do 30 to 35 minutes of skill work. And then we let them play. Uh, and we're going to get some conflicts, whether it be sports, whether kids have a lake day or whatever it would be. But if we open the gym five days a week, um, and the kids are around, you know, a lot of our kids are there the majority of the time, uh, as far as games, um, we went to, we just started this and, and it, it's actually, I got it from Rob Yoder. Uh, Rob Yoder and I are, are, are pretty close friends now, but we we went to the Wisconsin Dells three years ago, hmm. and it is two games. I think we it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You play two games probably in the middle of the day, and then they give you free water park tickets. And so basically, we take all three levels. Uh, we track up to the Dells. We play two games. Uh, my wife and I sit at basically the entrance, enjoy the water park, turn the kids loose and then take them to dinner afterwards. And then we repeat that like on Tuesday and then Wednesday there's a tournament uh, and then we travel home. So we usually do the Dells this year. We went to Huntington on a Friday and then we go to Charlie Hughes. And this was the least amount of games that we've played in the summer, but it was a little bit unique as our kids went further in March. Um, A lot of our kids might play AAU. And so there was less recovery time for our kids this year. Uh, and so we felt that probably 12 games rather than 20 uh, might be good in the summer. And then a lot of time just kind of working on our individual skills. Sure. Um, uh, I, I've been in the car with Ryan Lightfoot before and, and he's, he's called you back. First of all, out to you. I'm sorry. 
about that. You know I mean? like, you travel with Ryan. I hope I hope he hears. This, I know. I, I I apologize that you're spending time with Ryan. We'll yeah. send you the link. We'll send you the link. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, life are the worst, aren't they? I mean, jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, good family. How? How? Oh, definitely. How? How important is it for you guys? And and talk about situations oh, Zach, maybe Zach, you have going Zach, pull in, back. in basketball Zach. for you. Zach, start over. Your your mic cut out pretty badly there at the beginning of that question. All right, hear me now. Yeah, I'm go I'm ahead. With you. All right. How sorry? How is important or how important is it to you to reach out to guys like Ryan uh, or other coaches to just just go over different things of basketball that you guys have going on Northwood? I I think it's kind of core of what we do. I would say if you're looking at like a uh, I don't know. We probably give ourselves a, a childish clubhouse name, but I probably talk to a group of coaches. Um, Steve Lynch from Brownsburg, Clint Swan from Crown Point, Brian Hahn of Pendleton Heights and formerly of North Central. We probably communicate every day and we call ourselves Net Splash. When we did it during the, the pandemic is we started to do Zoom meetings <laughs> and basically, you know, I would say that it was out of boredom but we would meet every Wednesday night and then we would invite college coaches on. Mm -hmm. uh, and these college coaches, I mean, coach Painter joined us, coach Alford joined us. I mean, we could just go all the way through um, coach Pastner joined us. I mean, there was a, a bunch of college and there was a few NBA coaches that joined us uh, that we were just talking about basketball. And so I think it's really important to have other head coaches that are high school head coaches that you can reach out to in situations to where, uh, the game is changing. Um, situations are changing. See how they handle them. And then there's a, you know, there, there's some college coaches that I reach out to regularly. Ryan's one of them. Uh, and Corey Alford's another one. Uh, Coach Alford at, at Nevada's one uh, that I reach out to regularly um, with questions. And then there's probably a group of players, high level players that, that I'll, that I'll text. Uh, Mason Plumley's been a, a really, really good friend of mine. Uh, I still stay in touch with Kyle Guy, but these are the kind of guys that you ask guard questions to or, or big questions like, how are you guys teaching dribble sure. handoffs? Sure. Uh, but I think that that's really important just to try to gather as much information. Probably the guy that I leave out the most uh, that or that I talk to the most as far as if it's really important is Coach Rhodes uh, from Penn because uh, I was with him at Warsaw. And so you're just trying to get some opinions from other guys in, that are very, very valuable uh, that have been through situations that you're asking, but I, I would say it's really, really important. Sure. Sure. Uh, back to the team. Now you can, you lose guys like Cade and Ian, obviously uh, role players. like. What do you expect out of this year's guys? Like with your, your son, Ethan, uh, obviously Tyler Rosh is there now. What do you, what are you guys kind of looking forward to coming up to the season? I think this is one of those years. There's some years where guys don't change roles, right? And so Cade Brenner has been a scorer from, uh, for us. Like he was in the same role his sophomore, junior, and senior year. Right. And so you kind of know what you're going to get. Ian was a, was a four-year player for us, as was Cade. Um, and this next year is one of those years kind of where you hit the reset button. Because even though you might have guys coming back, they're in different roles, uh, and so I think the word you, you hate to use as a coach is just patient. 
Yeah. I think a lot of coaches would tell you that they know exactly what's going to happen, uh, but we don't. We don't know how these guys are going to respond in some of these situations. Um, we know that we have guys that we like. Uh, and I think probably the most underrated thing you can do as a coach is pick a team you can lose with. Uh, is I mean, you, you want to have guys that you know that are you know, competing and, and trying to do what you're asking them to do. Uh, but yeah, th- those guys are going to be in completely different roles. Uh, and I think probably there's going to be situations in which they fail. But I think this is when you have to go back and you have to realize that, you know, Cade failed some as a sophomore and so did yeah. Ian. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you have to go through those experience, experiences when you see these guys and they have to gain experience through the season. This is probably one of those years where last year, you know, we were basically had our roles set when we came into the season and we were trying to figure out what we could do in high level games. That was the whole season. It's like in a state championship game, what could we execute? Uh, This year is going to be a longer journey to that is we're trying to figure out like, what can we do in varsity games at a high level? And I think if you would walk into any high school practice, you really can't figure it out there because you're not playing the same type of competition. And so you, we need some of these varsity games to figure out what these guys can do and execute. Yeah. Speaking of varsity games, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of teams have you added to the schedule this year? If any new ones, uh, bigger teams, further away teams, maybe Um, tournaments. Right. We're, We're looking to go to Richmond again. I thought that was a good experience for us. And I think that was 22. Um, just as far as a travel experience, I, I think it's really neat for our kids to see like some of the, you know, the iconic gyms uh, to play in. And so like being able to play at Newcastle, being able to play at places like Elkhart, Lafayette, Jeff, um, Muncie, Central Richmond, those are kind of gyms that you're, you kind of try to tie Mary and you try to tie the history to it when they walk into, um, trying to get Beach Grove back on the schedule. Fort Wayne Blackhawk, we, we've got them on the schedule out of Fort Wayne, which I nice. uh, have a lot of respect for their program uh, that I think can make us a lot better. And then, you know, we've got the the, the guys in our area is we play some good teams in our area. Uh, St. Joe should be a, a another game that we, we didn't add, but I think that they should be better this year uh, than they were last year. And so um, we – we would really like to get downstate uh, as I say this a lot is I think that I think you have to play in central Indiana. Uh, and I think uh, the biggest thing that I think that even Northern Indiana, when we go down there is I think it, I, I would call it freedom of movement. Uh, the game is officiated different. Um, and so there's, there's less freedom of movement that it takes your, your players a while to adjust to, to understand that that's the norm. Carmel needs a game. Just saying. Last. <laughs> go, go, Doc. Go. Last one for me. Uh, you talked about. <laughs> you talk about um, other coaches and reaching out to them. You have Coach Sears now in the district. Uh, I, I was at a, a birthday party with him the other day, and we kind of talked a little bit. And he's kind of itching to to maybe get back into the coaching stuff. Uh, but he's pretty busy right now with his role. Uh, do you look forward to him being around? the kids and, and help it out a lot. I, I tell you what, like that, that is one of the most uh, rewarding things that you can get as a basketball coach is when you're with your staff regularly, uh, you almost go through withdrawal at the end of the season. I mean, these right. are your, I mean, these are your friends. I mean, these are guys that you're with every day. 
uh, for extended periods of time. Uh, and, you know, obviously uh, we've got, you know, we've got some staples that have been in our basketball program and coach Lechleitner's both, both father, son, we've got coach sheets that have been there. Uh, who's a staple. Uh, Denny Hirschberger, who started with me here is now back in our middle school program. And then, well, we're fortunate enough. I, we've got three additions this year and, and Kyle Sears with head coaching experience, passion, loves basketball, uh, you know, has been in my shoes is, is somebody who's in our district. Um, then Brad Delio, who played for me in 2018 is coming back and got a teaching position. Uh, and it's always good to see those guys come back. And yeah. then Caleb Ochin, uh, who oh, was, awesome. was coach. Yeah. Was coaching nice. at Bethel, uh, has jumped on. And I just think that, Anytime you get guys who love basketball, love kids, uh, not only is it a great experience for your players, it, it's a great experience for your coaching staff, me included. Cool, Coach. I'll jump in. Uh, you guys came to Westview my junior year and uh, beat us, I think, by 10 or so. And Coach wasn't too happy, right, Rob? Yeah. And – we can tell that after the game. So we're thinking we, you know, I was open in my mind. We had to get, we played you guys on a Thursday mm -hmm. and then we had a game Saturday. So we had practice Friday. So I'm thinking, okay, we got a game Saturday. So hopefully we don't get killed. Right. And he brings us in the old gym. That should have been my first clue that we're going to get, you know, we usually practice in the main gym and he rolls out the, the Brown little rolly thing with the TV on it. And he's got, he's got the game film clipped up to all the plays that we weren't tough it's called a right? cart we, we, yeah the cart he uh you it's know all the VCR. plays we got VCR. yeah we got we got bumped <laughs> off the screen you know we didn't we'd all let offensive rebounds go you know what, whatever the case so we watched the film we're sitting in defensive stance the whole time 55 minutes straight Jeez. so so when when Jim messaged us last night and said, "Hey, we're getting Coach Wolf on," I, right before we went to sleep, I had nightmares all night thinking about oh, this. Um, but was anyway, Wolfie on that staff? No, hey, head coach. Was Wolfie on that staff? Head coach. Yeah, yeah, I was coaching. Uh, nice. First of all, it was fifty-one forty-eight at Westview, but it was at Westview. Uh, was it? Okay. There is Dominic's senior year. They beat us at home. Uh, we had an out of bounds play out of bounds under maybe down one with like 25 seconds to go. And uh kid, I love turned it over because I, I drew something up. You ready for this? I drew something up. We had not practiced. Oh. And so it was a back cut on the baseline. Jeez. Like, you know how you run America's play. I was going to back cut and my kid kind of did the shimmy instead of just back cutting. And the guy was going to throw the back cut and he, he basically was going to oh, step out of bounds and then threw a fake back cut. Place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to end the podcast now. We're out of here. There we go. There we go. But no, I, re I remember that you guys had a really good team, Dominic. Uh, I still remember your guys, Jan C and Lambert and those guys. Was it uh, who was who was your left handed point guard to Wagler? Yeah, Wagler. Yeah, you guys were very good. Very good. Yeah, I think we, we did get you back that senior year, but I'll never forget that practice, man. Defensive stance, 55 minutes. It was awful. But um, my question is, is uh, you guys at Northwood. You Podcast guys always, PTSD. <laughs> you guys are always uh, – every year it seems like you guys are consistent. You guys are good every year. Like what do you think contributes to that consistency? You know, the weight room or just different things you guys do or just you've got great kids, talent. What, what do you think, you know, contributes to that? Well, I – I think there's a fabric in our community uh, and I, 
I think parenting, parenting is underrated, good parents. And I think when you have parents that we do that expect their kids to work hard at something. And so I think that when you get that type of support, that the expectation is, is that, all right, if you're going to go to a job, you work hard at it. it is we come from a working community. But if you go to practice, you're supposed to work hard while you're there. Uh, the expectation might not even be on the results as much as it it's value that these that that our players and you know the, the kids in our community and it doesn't matter just basketball it might be in the classroom they're supposed to work hard at what they do uh and you get that support and i think it probably starts there uh and then we've been we've been blessed with some pretty good players since i've been here uh just some like uh i think if you would go back and look probably size length it is something that probably Northwood wasn't known for. I mean, you'd probably understand that even from Westview is Westview has not really been known for having long kids. Well, Northwood was the same way. And since I've been here, we we've had like in 2013 and 14, we've had good length in 2016. We've had, we had kids who could rebound. And then if you go all the way back to the last three years, I mean, very rarely are we ever going to roll out in our school's history, a six, 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 eight set of brothers. Right. And then I, I think, you know, when when you pair that with kids who work hard in the gym and get skilled and their footwork's good and they can dribble, pass, shoot, slide and pivot, then, you know, you have an opportunity to give yourself a chance to win. And and so I think that's kind of been the foundation, as I would say, you know, kids that are highly skilled and kids that work hard. Um, and that's kind of been our formula. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, every it seems like every year you guys are in the regional. I know you guys obviously got past over the hump. Uh, this year, which was great to see, brought a brought a few fans down to to Gamebridge, um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I was gonna say, how do, how about the new format and the state tournament? You guys went through it, you know, at semi state regional, flip flopping their games there, uh, one game regional, two games semi state. How how do you like that change, or how did that go for you guys? We're probably an outlier because the format flipped where we were at at semi state which means that regardless, like we're probably going like at, at Northwood, I'm probably going to favor this is because we were traveling to Newcastle yeah, and in a right. two day format at Newcastle, that what ended up happening is, is that we have, a, I think we have a very good following. Uh, I think we travel very well, mm -hmm. but when you put a two day format on the regional, if you're looking at just a family, how much money are they going to spend to go to the regional? Right. And so like, if you traveled, three hours to go, that means that they're either going to get a hotel room or they're going to have to go out for two, three meals and pay for tickets and, and whatever tickets were. So you're talking, you know, if you've got a family of five, it could be $250, could be $300. So a lot of times I think what would happen is, is that fans, even in our community, would wait and see if we won the morning game. And then they would travel at night. Yeah, they travel at night. So now you take the regional, it's a one-game format. Now it's basically where we have people that are going to work in the morning going to our game and then they're home on Saturday. And then you put that at Elkhart where now our fans are traveling 30 minutes where they can go to a gym, then they go home and then they come back for the night game. And so uh, our, our gyms were electric in the regional and the semi-state. Uh, like it, it was, it was fun to, it was fun to play in. Uh, it was fun to coach in. I think our players got an experience of a lifetime, but with that format, it changed where we were playing, which I think was the biggest thing for us.
That was huge. Yeah. No, nobody. Yeah. It, somebody has asked that question. Anytime we've had, I mean, so far all these coaches that we've had on have all been, are, are just coming off successful seasons. Um, the only the only exception as far as getting deep into the tournament was was Coach Hawkins at Attics, but that's sectional ten for Pete's sakes. But but the rest of these guys have all been guys that have been either where you were in terms of the, like getting to the state finals or getting I'm sorry getting through the semi state as you did or getting to the semi state, and everybody has favored likes this new format. And a, and a lot of it is for the very reason you just said, because that regional round is now a little bit easier travel-wise than than what it was in the past. Especially you, you for know you guys. Your, your trip to Newcastle was ridiculous. Right. I, I thought, well, I mean, for us to go, I mean, that was also kind of neat to play there, but I didn't want well, to keep going back. Like, our kids have played, like, four games. Like, my son's right. played four games there now. So, I mean, that's enough. But I would say – um the momentum of the tournament increased for us the way that it was set up this year, which meant that like there was more teams left in the semi-state. Like if you just looked at media coverage, mm-hmm. the semi-state actually was an uptick with interest in media uh, more so than the regional. When in the past, I thought it was, it was, it was reversed. Like you more would teams. see. Yeah. You would see 14. regional uptick in media, and then in the semi-state, you would kind of see a law and then try to move into the state tournament. And I thought this way, there was more teams playing on that Saturday before the state tournament, which I thought, you know, built interest. And then I thought that there was probably um, – there was some there was some good games uh, hmm. in that semi-state. I, I would have liked to – I would like to see you guys, like last year, you know, I know it could have happened at the Hall of Fame, but – you know, playing against Coach Rhodes and Penn last year, I thought, you know, is there many talks about getting Penn on the schedule ever? Or? Yeah, I mean, we we had Penn on the schedule. Um, and it's it's interesting when you talk to Coach Rhodes. Um, Coach Rhodes would, you know, like he is willing to play. Like I think we played them in 2014. He did me a favor. In 2014, I think they had Jordan Geist. Uh, I think we were probably sitting at 18 and 1. Um, we lost, like we had some games that like snow in 14, uh, where we lost games, but we wanted to make sure we played high competition. So we had some people who we couldn't play and then they dropped us. And so I think in 14, we picked up St. Joe and Penn. Like, if you want to know how they got on our schedule, those were snow games. Um, and coach Rhodes did us a favor on the Tuesday. Like we played in the sectional the next week and we played at Penn on a Tuesday, um, but I can't tell you it's it's a it's a relationship with Coach Rhodes that like Coach Rhodes still lives in Warsaw. And if you drive from Penn, you come right through Napanee. And in my coaching career, there's times where he would stop in on a Saturday after watching game film because we would trade film. I'd send him my film. And I don't know how many guys in your life that it it what you do. So if I'm a basketball coach. Like when things aren't going well, how many people would you actually listen to like immediately after something didn't go well? Coach Rhodes is probably one of five in my life. You know what I mean? Like you're like, if we just got beat in the state championship game and Coach Rhodes was was standing in the in the tunnel and he says, Hey, you know what? On that press break, I would probably do X instead of Y. I'm gonna stand and listen. 
because he's right. He's one of those guys. He's just like, makes sense. That's probably right. And so he would give me all kinds of help. And so him not being on the schedule and still helping me like that was very beneficial in my coaching career. Uh, and so that's probably one of the biggest reasons why Penn is, is we, we don't play Penn at Northwood. Cool. Jim, you're up. So you, you took over a program that had just gotten to the semi-state. And I'm going to ask some of this tongue-in-cheek because we've, we've got history on our side here, right? You you kind of struggle out of the gate. I, I have no clue what your roster was like in 2008, your first year. But you kind of struggle out of the gate. Your fourth year, you're, you're off to a great start. The second half of the year, not so great. And then your fifth year, the regular season's kind of a struggle. Then you get all the way to the regional final. And then after that, it's just churning 20 win seasons after 20 win seasons. I mean, there's a couple of – there's you've had one sub-500 season since – hold on. It's going to take me a while to get back there. In a decade. It, were you at any point in that early – those early – those first few years of losing your job? Oh, I, that's probably not for – I don't think. I mean, so. did you? If you didn't feel it, yeah. That's the. Sometimes that's no, the I, I, easy. Yeah, if you yeah, didn't. Yeah, I mean, it. like, I, I, I definitely didn't feel it. Um, I knew where we were, uh, even coming in. Uh, yeah, in fairness. As, yeah, absolutely. In fairness, I have no clue what your 08 mm -hmm. ro roster wide was. I'm just, I'm just scrolling back here. I mean, you know, we just had Don on earlier in the week. Well, for from a recording standpoint it was a few minutes ago but from a episode standpoint it was a few days ago you know i knew don when he played so i've got some you know good history with him as friendly as you guys you and i are i've only known you for about three years just looking back at your those early years it's just like but since then it's just been a churn of counting losses on one hand i mean it's it's just been an impressive run that you've had there. And, you know, I just was curious if there was some early, those first few years, if there was any angst in the community of like, if this guy can get it done. I think if you look at like, uh, when I first came in, we came off of a semi-state. Uh, we had a player named Skyler Titus, mm -hmm. uh, who was very, very good for us and brought back our point guard um, from that team. In, but if you look at the 2008, when I was going through that schedule, now I know these schools very well because I'm at Warsaw, right? right? So we're in the same conference. So I've been coaching at Warsaw since 98. And so when I look through, the schedule was daunting. The The, the first game that we played was Triton. I mean, this is really good. So right. I mean, like the first game I yeah, that's their, the thick of their 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 run there. Yeah, they go, they go 25 and two and win the state championship in 1A. And they beat us 51-48 at their place. Then we go to Westview on a Thursday. The mm -hmm. Westview team is 25-3, and three, goes to the semi-state, and gets beat by Bishop Lures, right? Fairfield is our third game, which we win. Uh, yeah, Fairfield's our third game, which mm -hmm. I win. They're coming off of a semi-state appearance. Jimtown is our fourth game. They're 18-5 and five that year uh, and have two twin guards and a 6'11 kid inside, and we win that game. 
And then we play the defending 3A state champions in Plymouth and Randy Davis, who goes to Ball State. Mm -hmm. We go to a holiday tournament, and <laughs> Garrett is playing Concord, and they upset Concord. We're playing Northridge, who I think might be the best team we play with, with a uh, Troyer as a point guard and Brent Eaton as a, as a, as a two guard. They're really, really good. And so we lose the Concord game, turn around and then lose the, the Northridge game. Um, and then I think we have to come back with Elkhart central and they've got like Josh Raconan. Well, they're really good. Yeah. We beat, we beat you them over time. Yeah. And then I think we beat, uh, Lakeland to go four and six, our first 10 games And Lakeland wins our sectional. Uh, they've got the, uh, the King brothers, um, they've got a, a, another really, really good guard. And I cannot think of his name, but probably their best player, uh, other than the King brothers, but Lakeland's really good. But like, when I looked at that 10 game stretch coming in, I think we had Wawasee in there too. I think we lost to a Wawasee team, uh, at their, yeah, place. that was the, that was the game after the first game after Christmas. Right. You I lose, think we got beaten over. overtime. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking right at it. I mean, so yep. I'm not actually, you're, you're actually doing a heck of a job recalling this from memory. <laughs> I'm looking right at it. Yeah, that, that, that was it. You was lose daunting. the war, so you lose the Wabasee by one point in overtime coming out of Christmas, and you yeah, finish that, that, that year strong. Yeah, that, that was a that was a like, but when you were looking at the teams that we were going to play, mm -hmm. like I would look at probably our, our coaching staff, I'd say, Well, I hope somebody plays poorly on that schedule because we could have started 0 and 10. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it like it, like we had some close games, but like we could have started 0 and 10 that year. Uh, and credit some of those guys. They come off of a semi-state. You know, here, here's another good thing. Like, uh, you know, Dan Gunn, don't you, Jim? I, I, well, I know we, no, we do not know each other. That was no, I, uh, I mean, I know who he is. And then I mean, that's part of it. I mean, he goes there after having a decent amount of success at Marion and he right. just single digit loss season after single digit. I mean, he has one bad year. As the head well, coach at Northwood, yeah, it, it gets better because you know the year they go to the semi state, they're playing they're playing a matchup, they're playing Bill mm. Green's matchup. Well, yeah, everybody from that, everyone from that part of every anyone from Grant County has to play that matchup zone. Well, hey, we stuck with it. Like I've never played matchup, but we're going to stick with the matchup because they go to the semi state the year before. But then I would say, um, at that point you probably need to dive in. We dove into our young kids uh, and started to see that like our young kids were getting more skilled. And I think the 2012 team, the 2011 team that Dominic's referencing that we, that he beat his senior year and we, we won that team came back and had a nice year, their senior year. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and then, then we started a freshman and two sophomores in 2012, but they were good basketball players. I mean, you go into that 2012 state tournament sub 500 mm -hmm. and get all the way to the regional final. Yes. Uh, but man, did, did we get some, we got some unbelievable games in our conference that year. Elkhart Memorial got beat by Carmel in the semi-state right mm -hmm. there. I think they beat us by like 19 at home. Yeah. And then yeah. Concord, Concord had Franco house. I mean, Concord right down, mm -hmm. down Concord, yeah, 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 yeah. Concord was Jason Spriggs, Franco House. I mean, those guys manhandled us that year. And I Mammoth. think what they did is that allowed those young kids to gain that experience. 
And then they played two of the best teams in the state. And then everyone else that we played in the tournament wasn't as good as those two teams. Like if yeah, you, you go went, back and like, look, you went seven in a row. Yeah. They, it was almost like, all right, we've seen the top very similar in different aspects of kind of how we saw Ben Davis this year. Like once our team saw Ben Davis this year, it was kind of like, okay, that's the top of the state. We know where it's at. There might be some teams who could beat Ben Davis this year, but that's the top of the state. But for us in that area, we really weren't going to see very many teams. Uh, Muncie Central was really good, that 2012 team, and they got upset by Norwell in the morning game of the regional. Um, and then we were actually winning at half at the in the Norwell game. And then now you take those young kids, guys, you take you take a freshman and two sophomores, and you show them the regional finals and, like, that you can get there. And that was kind of a belief system. Tell me, remind me when the Benny Buchilla years were. Okay, so the the 12, 13, 14 year, uh, Braxton okay. Miller transferred, but Braxton was part of the 12 team. But that was John Wilkinson and Zach Zerker. John went to Hillsdale. Zach Zerker, uh, he went to UND, UND. And then, yep, and then Will Stevie went to Bethel. So, like, we had a yep. big front line. All those guys were 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. And then Braxton Linville. Braxton Linville, who goes to Grace, is the sophomore point guard. And then he comes back with the Kyron Fox and Vincent yep. Miranda in 15, yep. 16, 17. That's who I mean. That's who I meant. Vincent yep. Miranda. There we go. Miranda. Basilla's from, from HSC. HSC, yeah. Vincent, <laughs> Vinny. Yeah, it's we called him Vinny. Like Vinny had a mullet. So I mean, like, hey, he he's he's now a doctor. He he's doing well. I get some dude, I get some guy from Northwood registers for the fall league. Who the hell, who the heck is Vincent Miranda? And then I do a little research. I'm like, Oh crap. He's pretty good. Oh, you put him on a great team. They well, won it. Yeah. Well, he was, he was good. with Stefanovic. He was with yes. the, uh, the, the, the kid from uh, McCutcheon. Honestly. Uh, who went to, who went to grace? The kid from McCutcheon went to grace. Mm. Oh, oh, Hayden Deaton. Oh, Deaton. Yeah, yeah. Trevor yeah. Lakes. Yeah. He was with Trevor Lakes. Well, yeah, he played with. Yeah, that was kind of part of the AAU thing. Yeah, all of the guys in our various teams at that at that age group, and then we put Vinny with them. And remember Rex Simmermaker coached that team. Rex used to be an assistant at Evansville. Yeah, played at Evansville. I and I we guess my about- point. Go ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. I was gonna say we talk about all these other conferences, and even to go down to Indianapolis, it's like. The NLC has some dudes every year, right? Like you're naming off all these guys that are so good on all these different teams. And that's what, when I talk to Robbie and Ryan about that kind of stuff, they can go back and talk about like the morning stars and like all those kind of dudes mm-hmm. at Concord and Northridge and uh, the, the moose guys at, at Northridge. It's like your conference is so tough coach. Well, there's every year. Hell I can answer that too. I mean, there's, we talk about how good the crossroads league is a lot. But but few of those guys make a dent from a expo from a media perspective, from a especially even now, even now in social media, they, they barely make a dent in terms of in terms of capturing an audience on on a on a grand perspective outside their local areas, but they're still really good. I mean, you got NLC, but in the past when I played Nick Moore at Warsaw. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he was statewide. Darice Gary, Shantice Gary at Concord. So I mean, there's there's dudes that all the way, you know, across it's just, you know forever. It seems like that that come through the NLC. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, but he's rolling. You know, but if go you ahead, go Aaron, back I'm to the, how about the '80s? 
Like in the eighties, you've got, you've got Skiles, you've got Gross, you've got Rick Fox, you've got Kemp, you've got Jamar Johnson. I mean, well, those, like if you, those if you are the look, easy ones though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all know that I'm talking about, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But the, the point is, is that a lot of these kids are going, you mentioned Hillsdale, you mentioned Indianapolis. I mean, right now, Indianapolis doesn't recruit high school kids a whole lot, you know? So it, it and a part of that is why that's why the Crossroads League is so good is because we don't have a lot of D2 schools here and they don't necessarily recruit high school kids. So you get a lot of these kids that are that are talented, Cade Brenner, for example, you know, Ian, for example, a lot of those guys are talented enough that they their recruiting is between NAIA or low D1. You know, that's what Cade's recruitment was, right? For the most part. Exactly. exactly. You had, I mean, I know we had some guys looking at him because he both those, I mean, he played for us for, for three, for a well, while, for two summers. Um, but, you know, there's, there is a lot of talent that comes through there, but a lot of it, at least in this part of the state, the central Indiana part of the state, you know, there's a lot of people in this area that don't know much about crossroads league until it comes time to actually start getting recruited and you know you're 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 cracking off a couple you're you're cracking off a list of names of guys that have been very good for you very good on your your schedule that you know end up at that level and you know just it's pretty pretty darn competitive up there i think I think you nailed it. Just the, the the college landscape has changed so much, but Northern Indiana just doesn't have a division two. Uh, and I think if you would talk candidly with the crossroads coaches, they probably need two to three division one kids, mm-hmm. either transfers yep. or th- like low, low major type of kids in order to compete for the national championship. And then they put some really, really solid players around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And yep. That's small had, college basketball. I mean, I had, when I was at Manchester, that's what we did. I had two in our 2011, on my 2011 team that went to Iowa with multiple Division One offers. They just didn't want to go that far from home. You know, a lot of them, Vander, Zach Vanderwater from Whitco, mm-hmm. you know, goes to Iowa. He's defensive player of the year in the NAI level, I think twice. You know, great house and, and one of those guys. Yeah, Great House was definitely one of those guys. Same team. You know, and on a on a team that produced on a summer team that produced sixty one guys, Vanderwater was probably our most well rounded player, but he didn't want to go far from home. Yeah, I know. I know Zach you know? very well from from days in Warsaw. Really, Absolutely. really good family. Good player. Yeah. Um, Lived in Warsaw, went to Whitco. Yeah. I mean, Ish. how about Doug Sheckler? Doug yeah. Sheckler plays Doug. yeah, plays in the state finals, ends up at Huntington. Talk about Col- um, Columbia. That Columbia City group was, you know, they the all, like a lot of teams got swept up by Lawrence North. The Moore twins and Sheckler and that's right. That's the Sheckler you're talking about, right? Oh, yeah. That's I it. didn't know if he had a, like a a brother I was missing or something like that, but no, it, it, it was them. And then uh, the cook kid from, from DeKalb goes to right. Yeah. And comes yeah. back and plays at Huntington. 
So like, I recruited that's him. where you start to find out that like the crossroads is, it's a really, really good league. I mean, it's, it, it's good basketball. It's fun to watch. Um, good players. Uh, but yeah, so like, a, like a lot of our kids there, it's so local. Like when Ryan's at Bethel, it's so local that, that our kids are familiar with it uh, and they feel very comfortable uh, committing mm-hmm. there. I mean, well, both, I mean, and just so you know, like both Cade and Ian could have gone with some people would have perceived higher levels, mm-hmm. whether it be division Absolutely. two or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, like if they had a great fit uh, with a coach they feel comfortable with, the crossroads is is that. I've got yeah, I've got. I think I think three of my guys are going in this last team, the crossroads league, and. Um, you know, one of them definitely had a had, had a chance to get to go higher, but by then Marion was too entrenched in his brain, and you would have had to have been, you know, you would have had to have been, boss. You know, you would have had to have been an Indiana school, a Division right. One Indiana school, basically, to get moles, Dylan. Mm-hmm. And that just you know wasn't materializing. I mean, he had opportunities to do other things, but the way he, the way Coach Hetty and McClung handled that stuff. From a recruiting standpoint, you know, and I and I I value as much as we talk about levels. I do value the Crossroads League. Zach is our biggest proponent of it, at least among the group of us that that record yeah. every week. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I those those games are are fun to watch. Heck, you just you just played one the other week, didn't you, Coach? I was at that game actually, St. Francis. Oh, that's right. For- yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize you were there, Dominic. Yeah. Oh, you're like you're, our AAU team. You're a, up, yeah, uh, a team dropped out, uh, and we ended up playing St. Francis. But I mean, like, are you you ready for the guys that I mean that they had on the floor? I mean, they they've got Charlie Yoder coming. From, I mean, really, really good player. Uh, he's a Division One transfer, uh, and then they had Etherington, a Division One transfer. Aaron. So we're we're playing the St. Francis, and they don't even have all their guys, right? But like right. we're playing guys in St. Francis uniforms that are Division One transfers. They've already been there, and they're coming back to the crossroads. But uh, St. Francis needs those guys. Like they need that that level of of players. Yep. Yep. It's a good league. We've often said the NAIA schools in the state of Indiana are the best in the country, and they they kind of prove it every year. What um, Zach Zach didn't ask his normal question, or who was who, or maybe what what do you got? What are you looking forward to this year? Like guys that are stepping up, guys who are going to take bigger roles this year. Who are who are some of those kids? I think in a normal like, it's it's hard to kind of separate last year. From, from what we're going to expect, because we we had a team that had played together for so long. Like, if I would say our 23 team, in all essence, those guys had played together since third grade. Like, we had that kind, like that kind of group that had played together. But if I just tried to erase the 23 season and I said, listen, I'm bringing back a point guard who had played in 30, what were we, 28 and two, played in 30 games and had 32 turnovers. And I'm bringing back a 6'8 post who in a high-level game, ended up with 14-13 in seven, you would say that those were good starting points. Um, 
think. Yeah, I mean, in a normal season, you say those are pretty good starting points. We, if we stretch, if we stretch our imagination, we would say that's a good starting point. Yeah, you get you get a point guard and you get a big. You can control the rim and you're not going to turn the ball over. That's yeah. probably a pretty good starting point for a team. the The issue is, is can you talk about next year's team? I mean, and we're going to have to when you lose basically two Indiana All Stars. Right. You know what I mean? Like K was a junior, to Ian was a senior. So now you're looking at all right. Uh, Ethan's going to have to score more. Ethan's going to have to be more assertive, which is going to be different because with the team that we had last year, he wasn't supposed to. Ethan's your son. Yeah, he was. He was supposed to be an open shot maker. Don't turn it over. Um, and and in the summer, he did a pretty good job of doing that. Tyler's going to have to control the center of the floor on offense. Uh, like there's going to be like Tyler's going to touch the ball and uh, he is, he is going to have to be extremely aggressive offensively. Um, and then now we have actually guys that have played with, you know, Ethan's group that have been successful all the way through um, Keegan stats got in the state championship game last year. He's going to have to be a wing. And then we're going to have to have Owen Raider um, who has started all along uh, is probably going to be our third score. We've got a sophomore in Mason Pearson who's six, six, um, who is coming, coming along, getting better. Uh, another 6'3 senior, Seth Russell, uh, that you can expect. And then now I've got three other seniors in in Garrett Fear and Jack Zerker and, and Grant Miller. So it's a senior team that ready does not have a tremendous amount of varsity experience. Right. Um, and so I think that's kind of the, the, the wait and see. Uh, and I think that's where you're going to see like patience for me is all right if if tyler misses four shots in a row well ian missed four shots in a row and probably coupled that with a few turnovers sometimes his sophomore year well tyler's gonna have stretches like that and when Cade had stretches like ethan's gonna miss some shots and maybe turn it over in some stretches where he's trying to be aggressive and we're gonna have to play through those uh and see if we get better by march i mean Cade was just awesome in the state finals game and then Rod, and then Tyler. I mean, he just yeah, he was 14, 13, and five. That's that's a good day. Yeah. I mean, and and I would say against good bigs, and then Cade's first half in the state finals, you, mm-hmm. you don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, Zach, I don't know if you or if you guys have seen him, but Cade's had halves like that for us before. Mm, I, yeah. 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 Like we we've seen him, like that's why when they asked, I said, Well, some people haven't seen him, but like I've seen Cade go off for 25 and a half. Uh, uh, he did that against Mishawaka this year, didn't he? Last year. Yeah. I think Mishawaka was one of those games. He did against Mishawaka. He did it against Concordia. He did it against St. Joe. I mean, like, I could just go through. He did it against South Bend, yeah. Washington. Um, it's just, well, you know. You you give it, him the freedom to let him go a little bit, too. I, that, and that's probably, again, you know, it's it's probably a gamble, but. You know, oh. if you got a kid who might get 23 in the state finals, he, he probably needs to have some confidence from his coach. Yeah. Well, there's that. I mean, that, hey, we're going to play through some stuff. And, and that's where we're going to have to do the same with uh, with Tyler and Ethan this year. The same confidence that we gave Ian and, and Cade. They've got to have, you know, some of some of those, I, I would say, some of that room to fail. Uh, Owen Raider is going to be another kid who can step into a scoring spot for us. And then, uh, you know, we'll kind of build around those guys. It's easier to rein a kid in, easier to rein a kid in than than pushing forward, basically. And that and that's the way it was with Cade. 
I mean, yeah, obviously, I, I got an up close look at him. So for right, and then I think, uh, what is it? I think depending on your players, some kids they don't play on yellow. You know, what I mean, some kids are just they play on they either have to be green or red. Yeah, uh, and I thought. I thought that's why Cade was better off the ball is because he could be, he could be on green. He could be on go like just in, you know, I think there was times where other coaches, I mean, when he is making shots, it it is not much fun to coach against. Right. Well, and and Aaron, I mean, or Aaron, you're Aaron, Ethan is, I mean, he's reliable, reliable ball handler to initiate the offense and, so you could you could get creative and do different things like that with with both of them, you know, I, allowing you to have some more freedom with Cade as opposed to just him always having to initiate the offense. Yeah, I, I think some of that stuff is like it. It's easier. It's easier for a defense to find the guy with the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, what's it like coaching Ethan? We're we're kind of going through our. What would Ethan say? Oh, I, I, I think if you ask anyone, probably in our program, he probably gets yelled at the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that's because he's my son. I think it's because he plays point guard. I think my point guards always get yelled at. The most. Uh, that's fair. You know what I mean? Like like they're res- they're responsible for the success. Like I don't care how they play, and they're responsible for the success of the team offensively and sometimes defensively. Uh, we're going through our last like last AAU game uh last open gym in the summer mm-hmm. uh and i think it's kind of like seasons of life uh, but from a standpoint of like all of my kids my daughter ran cross country my son was cross country and drama um we always just tried to dive in with them whatever they were passionate about uh what's been unique about ethan is we've had some of the same goals mm-hmm. uh when you're coaching your son and like you want to like what's the ultimate goal if you're going to play high school basketball in indiana you want to win the state championship you want to work towards winning the state championship. And like, like you can do that. You know what I mean? Like, so that means like today, I can't tell you how many shots I've rebounded, but not because I was just, just because I wanted to spend time uh, with your own son. And so those are the, th- those are the things that you're talking about is the amount of time that you get to spend um, with your son. Uh, and so Ethan and I have spent a tremendous amount of time traveling back and forth to AAU games. You know how that is. Yeah. I hear uh, that. We, I, we had a kid from, the Higgs kid from Evansville writes. First kid I've ever had from Evansville, basically. And which makes sense. But his dad was like, that's six hours a day. To and from practice. On a Wednesday night where I get to spend time with my son. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Um, never thought of it that way. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I not can to that length. Right. I mean, that's what you're you're, you're looking at because you never get it back. But like Ethan's going to be my favorite coach, my favorite player I've ever coached. Like I would say guys that I've coached the most in my career, the most games. If you go back to Warsaw, would be Michael Moore, which is Nick's older brother. Mm-hmm. Taylor Long. Scott Long was the 84 point guard. Taylor is now the, the head coach, maybe at uh, Lakeland Christian point guard. Uh, Kay Brenner. Ethan Wolf. And so like, if you would just count how many games I've coached all of those guys, those are probably the the four players that I've logged the most games with. Are they all point guards? They all were. There you go. 
Remember when I told you that it's not a bad place to start not turning the ball over? Well, yeah. I mean, I know that some of my biggest bonds are with my point guards because those are the guys have also, you know, sniped at the most. <laughs> you know, that's just how that's going to be. Um, we had the same conversation with Lynchy about Coach JD. Yeah. Yeah, and he was pretty – yeah, he's like, sometimes, yeah, JD's over it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's a little more direct than you are, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I can tell you there haven't been many times, but there was a game this year where let, – let's just put it this way. I was asking Ethan to do something during the game that he we had not practiced. Mm-hmm. And then so I am basically – Are you like, talking about summer or listed. school ball? It's no, this is this is school. This is during oh, a game. Wow. It's so okay. I've got him randomly trapping, which we had not practiced. And so I didn't think he was doing it right. So I'm trying to correct him during the game. And he says, oh My gosh, he says, I, I can't move anywhere and you're yelling at me. I says, Well, I can teach you on the bench or I can teach you on the floor. And he he kind of looked at me and just walked away. And I, I figured that that was probably one of those moments where it, like it, it was enough. It yeah. was enough body language. He doesn't get that way that often, but it, it was enough. And so I think that was one where he, he did not stay at our house that night. Yeah. Every, every one of you guys have had a story like that. Who was it last time, Dominique? Benner. Benner. Dave. Yeah. Where, where Jack had to call his mom to get a ride home from practice, <laughs> yes. you know, and, and, uh, and yeah, Lynch, I mean, because I've seen I've seen the look in JD's eyes when he's like, "Yeah, we're done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done listening." Yeah, because <laughs> you guys, because that was that was this year. But of course, you guys had the summer, the two summers where you coached together. Are your AAU coaching days done? <laughs> yes, they are. They are. They are. Oh, I well. walked. I walked out. Uh, you know, in AAU's, it's 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 different. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I just think from a standpoint, the one thing that it gave me was a tremendous perspective for our families that do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think when you look at it, like from, from that perspective, you just, and so, uh, I don't know. I was probably pretty lenient with our AAU teams. It was just like almost very appreciative that they're there, uh, that they're, they're coming on these weekends. They're expensive weekends at times, but, uh, you know, I, I, I will enjoy like going to the, to the games, but, uh, sometimes when you're traveling States away on the weekend, I enjoy doing that with my family. It's just, I don't picture myself doing it without my family. Yeah. There, there was far less separation between coach and parent in the, in the AAU scene than there is between coach and parent in the school scene. There's like there's more distance and maybe more reverence, more like I shouldn't question this. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know fully. You you got to like when you coach a school team, you get to go home. You don't you got to you don't have to go back to a hotel with them. Right. You know, so there's, say- there's there's times I've spent in hotel lobbies where. It's it's been diplomatic. Let's just say that. I I would say that uh, 
one difference is, is that your, your, your purpose for mm-hmm. AAU could be different than your school is getting like your school team. We're, we're, we're one purpose. And, and that purpose at the end is you want your kids to do well, but we want to win a state championship in right. AAU. You want to win games, but like some of the purposes is that kids want exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids are trying different positions that they may not get to play in school. Um, all of those things factor in that in some regards, uh, then I think what you're talking about as well is that your relationship with the families in the, in the players is probably not as strong for me as they were with the kids that I've been coaching for 12 years. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, smaller schools, you probably get that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of coaches that don't know much about their young kids until they get to be incoming freshmen. I've experienced mm. that firsthand. And most of those are big schools. Yeah, most I would say even, even in Warsaw Gym, we we like we were very like but this is Coach Rowe. Well, maybe we bigger, maybe involved. bigger, maybe I should say bigger cities. That might be it. Like if you have yeah. more influx, like you know what I mean, like we are like kids are transferring in and out, but yeah, I would say even in Warsaw, like the, the kids that I had coached, I probably knew in Warsaw fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, all the way up. Right. But Zach, Dominique, you guys got anything? Anything else? I don't think so. Nope. 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 Coach, okay. we, appreciate, we appreciate it. I'm I'm gonna throw one thing out for you guys to debate there we go. after after I'm gone. Oh, to debate? We're gonna hang yeah, around. Yeah, like you I, I, and, and I don't it's never going to fly. But is there any format in our state tournament? where we could correlate it to the NCAA. Like, I think the NCAA tournament, March Madness, is the best basketball tournament in the world. I like FIBA basketball. That, that I mean, FIBA, I like watching USA basketball, but, like, right. the excitement around the NCAA tournament is just different. And I don't know if we did it every Olympic year or whatever, Man, do I think if there was a way to correlate that, which means that one class or how about you opt into the 4A tournament? Well, how okay, so in football, (laughs) in football in 79, I want to say you had to qualify for the state tournament. Like, what if what if it was the two time first and the two time defending state champs? Carmel didn't make it. <laughs> Wait, no, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That was the year in between. They won. In, it was the year in between winning versus then winning the next two. So the year they were three out of four years they were state champs, and the one year they didn't make it or they didn't win it, they didn't make the tournament at all because it was some sort of you had to win your conference or when you're whatever to get into the state tournament it lasted one year of course mm-hmm. the joke was is that because of bill shepherd who was carmel's athletics director it's like that no, we can't do this anymore we're we're going back to just everybody making it and that was a probably wasn't true but that's just the way it was perceived but yeah i don't know that's an interesting you're talking about not everybody making it, or you're talking about? Oh, 
play all four tournaments, but then the 4A tournament is the NCAA tournament. Top 16 teams in the old regionals are invited. February 1st. That's the hickory. You in or out. That's so, the hickory. Instance, kind of the hickory North, thing, let's isn't just it? Say, let's just say we're the sixth seed. We have to opt in. You know, Dominic's at Westview. Dominic's the 11th seed. He has to opt in. Then we either play it at Elkhart Gym, or if you're the one, two, three, or four seed, you get to host the first the first weekend. But here's what I would say: leading up to those dates, the media coverage on where everybody would be falling would would heighten. Just like it, like you would have the same thing that you see with Lenardi on ESPN: who's in, who's out, who's going to opt in, who's going to opt out. Then you play it like. You play it like you usually do. I just think that the I just think that that would be one of those things. It would be an uptick in every game being important. The only thing I don't like is if you're trying to improve your Sagarin rating, running up scores. But yeah. then here's the other thing. Like, how about this? Does does Northwood go play Ben Davis regularly because that increases our strength of schedule and Sagarin rating? We'd have to factor that in. Well, but right, yeah, but right now. It would benefit. It would have. I mean, obviously, playing in the Hall of Fame it would have benefited your team last year because that's that level of competition you said, where now everything else pales in comparison. We get a lot of that with. That's the way Park Tudor used to be. During the Yogi years, where they would they still had to play their conference team, but then they they started really scheduling some bangers, you know, bigger schools. By the time they got to the state tournament, everybody else was. Let's just say not as good as what they played during the regular season. I don't know. Yet that's I'm going to use the word convoluted only because I haven't really wrapped my head around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're suggesting some, some sort some of hybrid schools system. not make it. Huh? There could be some 4A schools not make it. That's yeah, the worst. And there's going to be some areas where some solid 4A schools would not make the would not make the tournament because smaller schools would take their spot. I, I do like. I mean, I like the idea of everybody getting in. I'm anti-seeding. Hold on. I'm anti-seeding if we keep it, if it's the normal format, because I just don't think the sectionals are a large enough sample size where seeding matters much. At that point, you're changing. You're just changing when the more important game is, Saturday night versus Tuesday night. It's the difference of three days. I mean, wouldn't you – so if you had – let's say you had a two let, – let's say you – maybe not a two-team sectional, but a, but a, let's say you had two really good teams in your sectional. And maybe there's a third team in there. Wouldn't you rather play them first? Absolutely. On, I've on said a week that. preparation. I've never you talked know, I would to a rather coach. Play, I would rather play the best team first on a week Absolutely. preparation. Because, like, Jim, we're not going to get, like, regional runner-up shirts. Right. Like we're not getting sectional like like hey, sectional runner up back to back. Like you like you gotta you win. Back, it. Yeah. You've just you gotta you've, win the tournament. And what gives you the best chance to win the tournament is play play the team that is the best team with a week preparation rather than playing them on a flip. Right. Um, I think. But that's you've just effectively kinda... you've encapsulated everything I've said on the subject on on in various formats, social media wise, in terms of good coaches want to play the best teams first because you get the most times to prepare. 
even if that means they get to prepare. You know, and in some sectionals, it just doesn't matter. Sectional eight doesn't matter. Sectional 10 doesn't matter. There's a the 2A sectional that Coach Benner plays in, not going to matter much. No, there, I, and there's, I'm, other, I'm, there's others. I, I don't really worry. Like, I'm not really concerned about the draw, like yeah. in the sectional. Like, sectional region, like, if the goal is to win the state championship, you're probably going to have to beat good teams to do it. Right. I mean, that that that's it. Like, the goal is not to try to get to Friday night, even though I think that's the best night of the tournament, Friday night of the sectional. That's the funnest. Yeah, I think it is. Because you get the combination of not only good games, but two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't miss Friday night here at Carmel, Noblesville sectional, ever. Even Zach, is that why he didn't come to our game? Is that why he wasn't up at Northwood? Yes. He's <laughs> busy. I'm a homer. I admit it. We've got a whole pot. I haven't talked about Carmel yet. Nah. Yeah. We were we were four minutes in to Coach Carlisle. Somehow we got 1979 Carmel football in here. No, it was, that's that's Aaron's fault. He mentioned some sort of weird. <laughs> he mentioned some convoluted system where not everybody makes it, and somehow Northwood ends up in the semi-state automatically. I don't know. See, <laughs> even at Christmas, put it in pay, put it in an email, coach, and send it. <laughs> All right, when you coming down, we're going to Taylor's. Let's go. Actually, I'll be in Indy tomorrow. Uh, I think I'm coming to see my parents. There we go. So. We can grab dinner if you want. Yeah, I know you're. Hit, you can, other than other than seeing your parents, you want to hang out with me? It'd be great. That that that's the plan. Nothing, right. Nothing's better. All right. Well, if you if you got time, let me know. I'll I'll meet you halfway. All right. That sounds good. Zach, Dominic, and Jim. Hey, one thing I probably do need to say is I do want to thank you guys for everything you do for our sport. Um, like Indiana high school basketball is like, that's something that I cherish. It's something that's been very, very good to me. Um, and I appreciate every time you guys shine light on it, it, it's good for the sport and it's good for our players. So thanks. I appreciate it very much guys. Well, thanks for those words. I think appreciate these, that. obviously those two guys do a great job. Kyler Staley, who couldn't be here. Evidently you, you lost some games. So Kyler couldn't hang around. That was the word. <laughs> Didn't go undefeated, yeah. Yeah, couldn't didn't go undefeated. Yeah, see, that was our so of course Dominique and Zach don't know, but that was sort of our inside joke. Right? When you were literally probably on the bus to play your game at Newcastle, you're the one team with a loss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I me mean, Lynch didn't we reminded you. Yes. <laughs> Often. Often I get advice. I get advice from you guys. Nah, you get advice from Steve. You don't get advice. You just get nothing but crap from me. So, <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for not kicking me out of practice three years ago. Although I apologize for the pandemic. It's my fault. Yeah, our guys. Our guys were sick. I appreciate it, Jim. All right, guys. <laughs> hey, take care. We'll talk soon. All right, thanks. See you.